My name's Charles Story. I'll be your host in the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. In Shoreditch, it's a beautiful day here. So what I've done is I've made sure that I've done this podcast outside. I'm currently at one of the park areas we have, which we have many of in Shoreditch. It's such a beautiful day. So forgive there's kind of a a wind uh, noise in the background. That's just because we're live from one of the areas in Shoreditch. (laughs) So let's get down to business. I mean, over the weekend, the, the market cap of the crypto space took a little bit of a dip. It's currently at $293 billion. There's many reasons why this is depreciating value. We're going to go through those in a second. But let's take a look at the prices. So Bitcoin's currently trading at $6,738. If you ask me, it's a solid buy at these levels. But remember, this is not financial or trading advice. It's just our in-house view. Ethereum's currently trading at $525. I mean, that's also in a really interesting level for Ethereum. Uh, you have EOS currently trading at ten dollars and ninety cents. I know that EOS had a lot of volatility over the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Once again, EOS is incredibly interesting at these current levels. Bearing in mind that the EOS launch has happened, but we're still waiting to, uh, for it to be live. What we're waiting for is the block producers all to be voted in, and because Block One, the founders of EOS, are not running the launch, it's down to the community. So that's why we're seeing a little bit of hold up in some areas and everyone has to agree and everyone has to um, make sure the, you know, the majority are agreeing and everything together. So that's kind of the, the small hold up that we're experiencing. But everything's going to be A-OK and this is going to be trading live soon and it's going to be uh, the live mainnet as well. We're going to see lots of interesting airdrops. We're going to see lots of interesting projects coming out. We're going to be seeing lots of news breaking um, existing pre-existing projects from moving over from Ethereum to EOS, so that's going to be really fun and exciting to monitor and bring you guys up to speed with the next couple of weeks. We have Neo currently trading at forty-four dollars and thirty-eight cents. Um, this is such an interesting level for Neo, and here's why: because I think in the last couple of months, Neo was doing incredibly well, like all other um, existing blockchains out there. Uh, Neo have been really active within their community they've been very active in hosting events all around Europe I know they've got one in London this week Um, so I know they're very active in the space and I know they're very active in building their own developer community but the issue of Neo and we keep saying this time and time again is the network effect isn't quite there yet and this is something that really I think really holds them back in some respects but other than that they're an amazing project they're doing amazing things and $44 is an interesting level for Neo. Uh, you also have Cardano. I mean, Cardano is at 17 cents. I remember people buying it at like 45, 50 cents and thinking they got a good deal. So once again, third generation blockchain, Cardano. Uh, Charles Hoskinson, who myself and Shane Keo, co-founder of SVK Crypto, have had the honor of meeting and we actually uh, sat down for one of his talks in Hong Kong at Token 2049. Very, very inspirational talker. I mean, if you're not aware of Cardano, you're not aware of Charles Hoskinson, definitely check him out and check out what they're doing. He does an amazing um, presentation on um, Generation 1 of the blockchain, Bitcoin, Generation 2, Ethereum, and Generation 3, EOS, Cardano. He doesn't mention EOS, obviously, because <laughs> they're a competitor, but um, it's, it's definitely worth checking what he has to say out because it makes a lot of sense. So that's what's been happening in the market itself. Um it's interesting because at $293 billion, you'd think that 
you know everything slows down but what we're starting to see at svk crypto is an enormous amount of deal flow rising and we're seeing lots of new projects entering the market we're seeing lots of new genres being covered we're seeing lots of interesting um interesting um i guess topics interesting technologies being challenged we're seeing scaling uh, going through the roof with new projects that are that are there to help and improve and nurture where we currently are at the minute and trying to take us to the next level of hundreds of thousands if not millions of transactions per second whether they can actually execute upon that i'm not really sure at this current stage in time but we're seeing lots of projects kind of coming through in those areas which is great to see and hopefully one of them is able to execute upon that and make it happen so let's get back to why the market cap dipped over the weekend and here's one story that i feel that will add some value and shed some light on the situation and here's the title by the fud mainstream media convinced CoinRail hack caused crypto price plunge cryptocurrency users are venting frustration on june 11th after mainstream media outlets reported that crypto market markets had fallen namely due to the hacking of a small south korean exchange coin rail as both bitcoin and altcoins fell june 10th sources including bloomberg the wall street journal reuters the guardian and others claim that coin rails hack with local media reporting caused 37 million dollars in losses had crashed the crypto market the exchange confirmed the cyber intrusion in a tweet sunday and in a post on its sand on its site but has yet to specify the value of losses. Enthusiasm for virtual currencies has waned partly due to a string of cyber heists, Bloomberg wrote June 10th, citing a Singapore forex trader who told the public publication that CoinRail had prompted widespread knee-jerk selling, triggering the price drop. And then, of course, the Wall Street Journal added to the sense of confusion, emerging out of the latest events while appearing confused about the cryptocurrencies more broadly claiming altcoins stolen from CoinRail were alternative versions of Bitcoin. Conversely, both reports acknowledge the insignificant scale of CoinRail's operation, the exchange being only the 99th largest in terms of trade volumes. Trading was $2.65 million on the day leading up to the hack. So that's absolutely insane. This is this is nothing for the crypto space trading volume-wise. And it's interesting to see how everyone's trying to find negative negative stories and as we always say the market is sentiment driven but is this the key factor behind the behind the um depreciation of value that we saw over the weekend i'm sure it's a factor but this isn't the main reason why it, i mean it just doesn't make sense um coin rail is such a small exchange obviously when exchange gets hacked it's not good for the space it's not good for the overall price it's not over- good for the overall market but coin rail as pointed out is the 99th largest exchange in the world 2.65 million dollars um you know on a trading daily basis volume wise it's not the biggest of deals now if it was a bitfinex if it was a kraken if it was a coinbase would be up in arms it'd be an absolute situation that we'd have to deal with it'd be very negative for the space but i mean coin rail i mean it's 37 million dollars that has apparently been stolen um so we have to see how this really pans out because when 
they look at first of how much is stolen they always give like a, a figure that's probably a little bit under the the truth of the situation and then they'll come out of who actually stole it and sometimes it's it's, it's in-house in-house uh, staff sometimes it's external i mean you you never really know and it always takes time for these situations to pan out but you know that's just what's been happening and that's the news that's broke and this could be one reason why the market depreciated in value over the weekend so i thought i'd bring it to your attention what I thought we'd do now, just kind of switch things up a little bit, I thought that we would give, we'll go around, around the world and give a kind of the top story of what's happening in that country. So to kick things off, let's go through the UK. So in the UK, the London Stock Exchange agrees to list Argo, a crypto cloud miner. Jonathan Bixby, Argo co-founder, says it's incredibly expensive to buy upfront the hardware you need at $5,000 a machine. We want to be the Amazon Web Services of crypto. That's a great story coming out of the UK. And it's also great that the London Stock Exchange, the LSE, has listed uh, Argo. It's very interesting that's happened. And um, I think it's great for the space itself. It's great for the UK that the LSE is seeing the opportunity of crypto. And unlike other places, it's not banning it. It's actually allowing it to grow within its own ecosystem. So in Switzerland, a big story that came out there is the Canton of Zug will trial a voting mechanism based on the blockchain-based ID system created by Uport. After downloading the Uport mobile app, a Zug citizen registers their Uport ID on the Ethereum blockchain. This globally unique identifier is the public address of a smart contract known as the Uport proxy contract, says Uport. This will be enabled by Uport's smartphone app and votes will tackle most of the community's issues. A great story, seeing how the blockchain um, can embed into our everyday lives in a very small and controlled space, especially in Zug, Switzerland. I, I, I know it's got a small population, but I mean, if this works successfully, you know, you could see this kind of trialing out in other, in other places around the world. It's just a shame they're using Ethereum because they're going to have issues of scaling. It's interesting because another story you picked up in Brazil, the, the Brazilian Association of Cryptocurrencies and Blockchain, also known as the ABCB, has petitioned the Brazilian Council for Economic Defense to prohibit banks from exerting hostility on cryptos and associated firms. This is really, really good because it really helps the space within itself. It really helps that small ecosystem in Brazil that, to grow and build without the banks trying to shut down different bank accounts and making it a little bit trickier for everyone trying to grow their businesses within that. So that's a great story coming out of Brazil. In Russia, we also had uh, some news. Russian court sides with custom office to ban the import of mining equipment to one citizen. So it's, it's, it's always kind of strange what happens in Russia itself, but I mean, they're, they're trying to shut things down over there. And it's, it's very evident if you look at the space and look what's coming out of Russia, they're, they're, they're trying to control everything. And this is something you also see in China as well. So it's a shame that they're trying to do that. So in South Korea, you had the coin rail hack, which, um, you know, is apparently that it was $37 million was stolen. But something else that recently has uh, happened in South Korea um, one of the exchanges recently confiscated 191 spot 32 bitcoins belonging to AHN, which is a porn site operator. And what's happened is they're trying to find the best way to enter the bitcoins back into the market. And the, the government's not really sure how to do it. Now, I'm not sure on the ins and outs whether they've confiscated the bitcoins and the government's keeping them and the government's trying to put them back into the market or they've given them back to the porn site operator i think the government has confiscated the bitcoins and they're basically looking to whether whether they should sell or what they what they, what they should really do and how they should bring the bitcoins back into the market so that's pretty cool and it's kind of interesting 
In Japan, we had a new uh, comic book series coming out on crypto called Shonen Crypto. Uh, that's been launched to both to be both educational and also entertaining. So that's great. That's going to be put in the hands of lots of young, uh, keen and interested individuals. So hopefully it can educate them on the crypto space itself. Well, listen, that's a uh, quick summary of what's been happening in the world. A quick uh yeah i guess you can call it a quick summary yeah of what's been happening in the world i hope you've enjoyed the special edition that we've tried to kind of build into the podcast today i want to thank you for your time and attention as always we really appreciate it and remember as always to follow us on our socials hit us up on telegram svk space crowd follow us on twitter at svk underscore crypto and join our youtube channel www.youtube.com forward slash svk crypto and if you're really on your game you'd email myself c story c s t o r r y at svk crypto.com thank you for your time and attention that's a wrap and i've got a bounce Follow us on Twitter at SBK underscore crypto. Email us on CSTory at SBKcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website www.sbkcrypto.com.